Peace family, this is Akibula Online, and I'm here with Naya Amara. She's with the Amin Ra Squad. And we were initially planning to do a live on her page, Voices of Fire, but we since changed plans for various reasons. We have to learn how to do live, first of all. And then secondly, we'd have to, you know, just do some other things. So anyway, we're gonna record this as we're doing now and then post it onto my page and onto her page as well. So anyway, um, our topic today is to talk about goal setting as well as accomplishing goals. And so she's gonna start off the conversation by talking about goal setting. And if you would like, you could obviously tell more about who you are, your background, mm -hmm. your interests, et cetera. And so, um, yeah, let's just get started. All right, well, thank you for that introduction. I do appreciate it. Um, yeah, so my name is Naya Amara, um, and by profession, profession, I'm a licensed professional counselor in the state of Missouri, so I focus on um, children and communities more than anything, um, and I try to use Black psychology in the way that I approach problems, and that just involves um, being extremely um, considerate of culture as it relates to conditions. So um, when we talk about goal setting and setting goals, I think that it's important for us as Black people to kind of have those discussions because sometimes, you know, people just really think that, you know, it's difficult to set goals. Um, but once you have a process, um, once you set your mind to it, once you make a decision that that's something that you want to do, um, then it becomes a lot easier. So um, what I like to do is like coaching and um, helping people to kind of overcome barriers and challenges and things to that matter. So this discussion is kind of like right up my alley. I was like really like happy when you were like, let's talk about setting goals and goal setting. So I thought that was um, a, a great topic for today's discussion. So on my page a lot, I talk about making decisions as well as being sure to move through pressure in order to do what it is that you have to do. It's not about what you um, feel like doing, it's about what's absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to have a dialogue more than individual presentations. And so mm -hmm. essentially we're gonna be touching on these things because it's very important for the African community in particular. And I think that's both of our interests. It's, I'm a Pan-Africanist, I don't know if she, identifies herself as such, but she's with the Amira squad. So, hey, <laughs> now we're all <laughs> on the same. Yeah, page. definitely. Okay. And so basically, I'm going to just let you sort of touch base on maybe some bullet points on how you actually determine, you know, what goal you're going to set and, you know, processes related to that. Mm -hmm. Well, um, for me, in terms of, for, from a personal perspective, um, um, it's, I usually look at my personal objectives, but because I am Pan-African, um, that's my political ideology. So I believe in one African, one Africa for Africans, and I believe that we should all unite and come together. So um, I like to look at research more than anything when it comes to politics and um, Black people as a group, because I don't want to use my personal experiences um, to set to set goals for groups of people. So with Black people, it's about the collective, it's about the we, it's about setting goals 
that will impact us. So I like to look at the research. So um, the first point is researching specifically as Black people when we're moving forward, what are some things that are possibly preventing preventing us from moving forward as a group? Like, what are the big issues? Like, what are the things that are keeping us back, you know? And so I look at the research and then from there, I begin to kind of um, study and then get a better understanding of what's going on and then set priorities and goals um, for that particular plan. For instance, um, when looking at Black people, looking at family planning and relationships, that's a huge um, a huge topic in terms of setting goals, in terms of relationships and how we connect with each other and how those relationships should look, um, both, both interpersonal relationships and like romantic re relationships as well. Um, so looking at what type of things do I need to do to become a better person and then how can I use that to help other people so that's kind of the basic like the foundational stuff that I do is research uh, right now I'm studying Africana womanism and I chose Africana womanism because I think that it has some really good like keys on how to have good relationships with people like how to establish relationships with people I think a lot of times in our community amongst you know, the black woman and the black male relationship, um, that relationship is somewhat strained. And so when you're looking at that relationship, a lot of times you wanna look at it to bring us together, see what we can do to bring us together. So we begin to kind of look at like, um, like some of the the um, attitudes and behaviors that keep us apart. So we look at like feminist beliefs about, oh, I don't need a man. Oh, I'm by myself. Like I'm independent. Like looking at stuff like that and begin to set priorities. Like, okay, is this really, really an attitude that can help us get together and help us to become one and stuff like that. So that's kind of like a real basic surface thing that I do um, to kind of um, dictate what it is I'm going to work on. So whatever the issues are, the problems, I try to do the research and make sure that it's a group issue as opposed to like my own personal issue. It's interesting because um, on a video years, well, years ago, it feel like years ago, I think I did this in 2016, I created a video that talked about community building, nation building. And so I think what you're touching on hits directly on that. First and foremost, relationships or any um, any economic system is based upon relationships. And mm -hmm. so essentially you have to have integrity as individuals within a community to be able to then trust one another with yeah. money, first of all, and mm -hmm. also with your business. And so um, my husband and I, we have several businesses and a lot of our clients come from relationships we've established with other mm -hmm. business owners. And those relationships first came from me being a very dependable person within the industry and well-respected within the industry. And so again, when, it, when you translate that into an African mm -hmm. community focus, first we have to build on these relationships and it doesn't necessarily have to be, well, just bottom line across the board, it has to be one of integrity, trust, you know, right. you can't trust someone that doesn't have integrity because they can't even trust themselves, essentially. Um, when you're a person of integrity, you decide that no matter what situation I'm in, I'm going to stand on my square. And so right. when you 
in, and when you're in that situation, people know what to expect of you. And so once a person has an idea of what to expect, then they begin to trust the character that they become to, that they start to know as you. And in that instance, they're able to trust you with those things that they value most. And in business, which I think I'm a sort of reference that a lot because that's just an integral part of my life um, at this point. Um, but in business, you know, even if you're not handing someone over your money, you put a large investment emotionally, time-wise, your efforts, your energy into your business that you establish, the structure that you're establishing. And so to trust anyone with any information related to that, you have to know that they're serious. And you know, right. which means that they have integrity and they're standing on their square. And if not, there's no, you want nothing to do with them. And so unfortunately, a lot of us are not business owners. A lot of us are not even homeowners. And so that goes to not setting goals or accomplishing them either. Because essentially, even one person having a level of success, um, if you read the book, David Walker's Appeal, he talks about how one person being successful means nothing if the whole is damaged. And so essentially, right. here it is. He had his business. He had his own home, et cetera, writing books, publishing books, giving them out freely during a time mm -hmm. of slavery where people be, were being not just lynched, literally on plantations with their children, et cetera, and generation after generation being on these plantations, he had this level of success. And he still understood that it had no value if the whole was damaged. And so um, even now we have to understand that in our individual successes, it's good, but if it's, mm -hmm. not, if it's not a large percentage of us succeeding, then we don't have power and we still have issues like police brutality because we're not empowered. When you hear Dr. Amos Wilson speak about things such as police brutality, it's happening because these people have the power to do it. And it's nothing mm -hmm. else, it's nothing else. If we were empowered, we would have the resources and the ability to stop it. And so when we think about our personal goals, we really have to think that far into, mm -hmm. in, into our reality that it is for literal empowerment and nation building. And so in order to even get to that place, we have to start with trusting each other, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and Naya and I, we've known of each other for a long time because when <laughs> I was in New York, we met each other face to face and we just had really good vibes off of each other. We thought that the other was a, good, a really good person. And so we've connected once or twice since that initial communication, but we're building on a relationship and it's mm -hmm. based on our surroundings. It's based on what we've seen from each other up to this point. Um, whether it was directly through conversation or indirectly through videos and or et cetera. And so again, you know, with me, a lot of my relationships were built on my, um, the level of respect that I have in the industry where in which I work, which is the management industry. And that has allowed for financial success in our household and mm -hmm. exponentially, you know, um, and, and please understand that whatever your goal is, you're going to benefit from that more than you ever could well, in most goals, you're going to benefit from those goals more than you ever could in a structured environment where in which you really don't belong. Because it is my true belief that you came here for purpose. The purpose doesn't have to be necessarily divine, but it needs to be something that you're passionate about. And once you decide, listen, this is what I love to do. This is what I have great interest in. It can become a hobby until you can actually make um, money enough off of it to take care of yourself and your family. But you absolutely have a necessity to yourself and to the community and to those around you to do what it is that you're passionate about and make it a reality. That's just a fact.
Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm always amazed, like, when you start talking, like, the depth, like, how deep you go into things, and I really appreciate that about you. So, I wanted to know, like, what is the process you use for, like, setting goals? Like, what does that look like for you? Many years, and thank you so much, Naya, because I really (laughs) appreciate that so much. Um, Quite frankly, when I was in church years ago, um, I would go to what you would call teaching churches where they have teaching pastors. So mm-hmm. it's not a lot of hooping and hollering. It's a whole bunch mm-hmm. of lessons where you would have literally one topic for maybe seven Sundays. And so the pastor would go into depth on that particular subject. And so one of the things that the pastor talked about a lot was fulfilling, um, fulfilling your potential, essentially. And so during that time, I was in college, in my early years of college, and I would literally focus and hone in on what is my purpose? What is my passion? And Mm -hmm. so I did it so much and and read various books to where I wouldn't necessarily say that someone else has to go that route, Mm -hmm. but whatever route you need to go, do it. And in that process, when you determine, for me, it was, this is my mission. My mission is for the development of African people, period, globally period. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so in that, you can incorporate that into various things that you do. It doesn't have to necessarily be within, let's say at one time I was a hair braider. It didn't have to apply to hair braiding. It could Mm -hmm. could apply to different things as long as it has the same impact. And Mm -hmm. so braiding hair, I'm communicating with women, men as well. We're having conversations about their personal life. And if they feel like they benefited from that conversation, that's some sort of development that took place there. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're a grocer and you have a store or market and you're selling healthy fruits and vegetables or the best that you can find in the industry. And you, um, it's a struggle for us, even as, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, merchants where most things are more expensive for us. We can't buy it as much in bulk. So we end up, you know, and so we end up having to charge each other more. And so in that instance, still you, you look, you spent your time to give the best to your customers. And so in that instance, you're dealing with development because you're making sure that the foods that's going into the bodies of these people that you love is good for them. You know, um, you may have some mm-hmm. healthy, some unhealthy stuff in the store, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, um, and so from that point, it's a matter of, are you going to do it? Mm-hmm. And what happens is, is we get stuck in the motivational piece. We are mm-hmm. so excited when we're excited. You know, it's <laughs> like you're watching a movie and you're super excited about how you feel. And now you want to go be like legend or you want to go do what this person mm-hmm. is doing. <laughs> and you want to go fight all the wars. You know, you just feel all this energy. But what you don't realize is that energy that's being instilled is also being pulled out the same time that it's being put in. Because mm. you're sitting there watching. Right rather than your body feeling some sort of movement or energy within your actual physical body that can be utilized towards something in your best interest. And so a lot of times what we do is once we have this motivation and this energy, I don't even like going to um, like motivational um, places where they're just doing speeches. Mm -hmm. Speaking. Yeah, because what happens is, is you're excited while you're sitting there. But that same time that you sat, the same time that it took for you to get dressed to get there and all that stuff could have been used on you actually doing whatever it was you need to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times what I do is I force myself to get to the bottom line. You have to get to the bottom line because we don't have a lot of time. You know, when you listen to the, Mar- the um, uh, Bob Marley song, um, we're making this one stop. We're filling a generation mm-hmm. gap. 
you know, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's really, it's not about wasting time. You know, um, a lot of us are dying very young, you know, for various reasons, but we still have a responsibility to those behind us. And so you just mm-hmm. want to make sure that you get to a place where you create an environment that allows for you to consistently have a likely outcome. What mm-hmm. you want is going to more than likely come from that space than it mm-hmm. would some, with you doing something else. And so for me, what that is, is turning off the television, turning off any type of music, and literally just meditating in a quiet space and forcing myself when I get any little bit of energy to get up and do something that's actually going to matter. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. my process. So awesome. Yeah, it's interesting because um, today I was thinking about when I was considering, okay, like what we were going to talk about I was reading a a workbook on like how to deal with um, depression and some of the points that you just made was some points that were, that was in the book. And it was saying, basically you have to be able to see and meditate, envision, you know, what it is in your life from environmental perspective, whether it's a, a cognitive how you think in your beliefs be able to imagine that and then use that how you feel and begin to evaluate it in a way and begin to work through all of those things so I think the key to what you said is making sure that you're in the right environment mm-hmm. like to be able um, to set goals for yourself I think well goals to be able to accomplish the goals that you set for yourself because some of us sometimes I think we're not in the right environments right, right. And, you know we're dislocated in many ways whether it's like in relation in relationships in your job you know with your health our wellness you know we have to get centered and get in the right environment you know, create a level of safety for us to be able to expand and go deep Mm -hmm. to be able to have the energy really to be able to set, accomplish goals, right? You have to do that. Right, right. It's really important. uh, A lot of things that you just said. And um, another thing that, you know, I think about is how we go to one another, you know, to learn things. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and that's partly good and partly bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cause the thing is that we, we, you know, there's a poem I read years ago and it talks about um, having eyes like a child constantly looking for distractions. And so mm-hmm. what happens is, is as adults, we're constantly looking for something that appears as if we're being um, productive. You know, and so if we go listen to, let's say a podcast or something that talks about, I guess, real estate or whatever, you feel like you're being productive, but really you're not, right? (laughs) You would be more productive going online, doing research on how to get a broker's license, okay? You'll be more productive going online and finding out how much it takes, how much it costs to take a class in order to get the credentials that you need to be an agent than you would Mm -hmm. that hour that you spent listening to a podcast, and so, you know, a lot of times, like you, like we're both saying, the environment has to be created. And like what we're both saying as well, you have to be centered. You know, we really try to get away from being centered. We don't like it. And mm-hmm. um, it's, it, most of us don't like it. It's very right. boring. You yes. know, <laughs> is extraordinarily boring. And, you know, I remember when Chris Rock years ago, he did a stand up 
and he said, you know, a good marriage is really boring. And the mm-hmm. thing is that, you know, we like, dra- I like drama sometimes. I'm just going to keep talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I need a little That's how my husband is. I'm like, you want some drama today, huh? <laughs> Listen, sometimes, you know, I just feel like it's a little, yeah, I just need a little something extra going on up in here. You know, so I, I'm going to be real. I do like a little bit of drama. Not, not so much to the point where I'm going to actually make it happen. You know, maybe, you know, by, you know, not in, on purpose, you know, I may do it consciously, you know, but my goal is always to try to, you know, to, to do that part of myself. Um, but the reality is that being centered is very quiet and very boring. And usually mm-hmm. when you're centered, you're listening in to that very silent, that very low, subtle voice that's saying, do mm-hmm. this. And that voice is so clear. It doesn't have a whole lot of stuff around it. It don't need you to do mm-hmm. this if you can only do that and do this and do that and all the other stuff. It's telling you, do this. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and usually when you're hearing something as still and as clear as that, it's too boring and it's actually too demanding. Mm-hmm. You don't want to adhere to it because now you're being account, you have to be held accountable for something. Mm-hmm. And usually what happens is, is we don't listen to that part of us and then we run around with low self-esteem because we don't have the confidence that we need because we chose not to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And so in a lot spending of that ways, time on us, huh? Exactly. And mm-hmm. sorry. I was just saying spending that time with us, that voice. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And literally listening to it. You know, because a lot of low self-esteem, insecurity, self-confidence issues come from not listening to yourself. Because if you were listening to you, you wouldn't even be worried about it. Because mm. stuff you're upset about is stuff that you know you actually are able to do, but you just have not done it. Mm. You never heard anybody running around with low self-esteem because they couldn't fly. Because you know mm. you can't. So you don't want to have low self-esteem about that. Right. You typically have self-esteem issues for things that you're capable of, but you haven't done. You typically are beating yourself up because you should have said something because you had the thought to say it. You knew that it was the right thing to say, but out of fear, you didn't. Mm -hmm. It's stuff that you're capable of that you do not do that causes self-esteem issues in many instances. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the stuff that we're dealing with is because of our own um, unwillingness for whatever reason, subconscious or not, that to do the things that we are required to do. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the things that we know ourselves that we need to do, not somebody on the outside even telling us half the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's the truth. When you were talking, I was thinking about, okay, that could be, that's true, like for weight management, like struggling with weight, like an exercise and being healthy. Like um, for me, sometimes it's like, okay, that's the issue that I have the confidence issues in like because I know that I should be doing more like working out because I, I was an athlete I played college basketball and so I'm not doing that so I'm like oh I'm subconscious about that so I think that that was a, a excellent point that you made it's the things that we have low self-esteem in are the things that we actually know that we should we could do better in, and we could be, you know, accomplish our goals in that area, but we don't for whatever reason. Right. And, um, you know, that whatever reason, I know the last time we talked, we were like kind of going over like that other reason, like that deep down reason why we're not doing things. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about that a little more? Cause I know you said you think it's fear. And I was like, Oh, you know, so you're going to talk about the fear of kind of, well, um, the things is 
the thing is that you have to become accustomed to listening to yourself first of all it, it, it is something that you train yourself on how to do because you have to learn to trust yourself and you don't know how to do that until you've listened to yourself sufficiently enough to see the outcome of those things mm. and once you see that the outcome was good because sometimes you the, the thing is that a lot of times we know we're supposed to do something but we may not see the other side of it but you mm -hmm. know you're supposed to do it and so that's mm -hmm. where you have to trust yourself and say you know what and then the fearlessness has to be because i'm so sure about this not i'm not curious i'm sure that i should do this the fear mm -hmm. at that point um i wish i could think of this statement that's trying to come to mind it's about courage, where courage is really just the audacity to do something, even when mm -hmm. you're afraid. It's okay to be afraid. It's, mm -hmm. it's, part of, it's, it's natural. You know, there's many times, and this is a, a topic that I've been wanting to go into as well, is running into your pain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Running into the fear. Go on into it and feel mm -hmm. it out. And, and, a, and a lot of times what happens is, is we stop ourselves from achieving goals because we're afraid to move forward in the pain, in the sacrifice mm -hmm. that has to be made. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is, is you stay stagnant and in relationship, I just, I learned this term a few years back, um, uh, going with emotions. I didn't know what that meant at, at one point, but then I realized what it is, is you're just kind of, you're just dealing. Mm -hmm. You don't like it, you ain't, you, you know, ain't really feeling it, but you know, <laughs> it's all you know, so you just gonna do it for now. And instead of living a more exciting, vibrant life and saying, I ain't gonna roll with this and we gonna let it do what it do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and for me, that's more exciting because now you have opportunities. Your opportunities right. are either one, be single, vibrant, and, and just enjoy life, enjoy you, enjoy whatever is about to happen. You know, go through this process and let's and play it by ear and let's see what happens in this thing. Mm -hmm. You know, um, enjoying life and being vibrant in that particular example is mm -hmm. who else is out there that I'm gonna meet on the next level that I'm gonna be on. Because once I go through this process, I'm gonna be on a whole nother level because when you work through your stuff, Mm -hmm. You then know how to recognize certain things that you're not going to accept again. And mm -hmm. so the person that you meet thereafter ain't going to have that stuff. They're going to have some new stuff. Some of the stuff you may not like. <laughs> right, it's going to be more stuff. <laughs> Listen, at least it ain't the stuff you know. You know, because you can only have a certain amount of problems in a relationship, right? <laughs> it's either going to be some cheating, some beating, some unemployment, or it's going to be good. So, hey, you're going to learn how to deal with them three, then you ain't going to have to deal with those anymore once you get through those three issues. And now you know how to have a good relationship with some subtle issues. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is you, the thing is that I've heard this term a lot, um, you deserve better. But, and that's, that sounds nice. It's really, mm -hmm. it's, it's very kind. The reality is you don't deserve anything that you don't work for. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Was that a snap? <laughs> and that's the reality. And it's unfortunate. But when we talk about nature or nature, it, there's mm -hmm. some basic rules in this thing. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's all very black and white and material. It's mm -hmm. very material. 
So mm-hmm. what happens is the things you actually deserve or the things that you actually made a decision and acted upon. Mm-hmm. The tension, the intentional. You have to be intentional and mm-hmm. you have to apply. Because the application. The application of it. Absolutely. If you don't apply it, it's absolutely irrelevant because you're going to have the thought until you apply it anyway. So you're going to be sitting up here thinking about something that you know is a necessity for yourself, but until you apply it, it will always be a necessity, which means you will always be absorbed in the consequences of not even doing it. Mm -hmm. So your your reality ain't going to change off of you thinking about something. You have to apply it. You have to apply. When you make these decisions, when you set goals, whether it's career, whatever the goal is, when you set it in your mind that you're going to do it, the next step is struggle. And that's just a fact. Because the next morning when you wake up, you're not going to be as motivated as you were when you wrote it down. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? So it's struggle time. And what that struggle is, is working beyond yourself. And, And that's where managing your emotions, managing yourself comes into play. So when you now don't feel like it, or when you now have another priority and you have to get that addressed first before you can get back to that goal, you have to begin to just really hone in on you and manage your behavior as much as possible. It'll never be perfect, but you have to do it. You have to do it under all circumstances. And 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 I want to say, I don't know a whole lot about the ideologies surrounding nature, Mm -hmm. but when Mm -hmm. I think of it and I think of nature, and I think of black and white consequences, what I think about is the fact that either you did it or you didn't. If you did, you get the benefits. If you didn't, you won't. So until you get to the point where you apply it, you just won't get the benefits from it. And you're just going to struggle in whatever you're struggling in. And you don't deserve nothing different because you didn't make the the decision to do anything, to have anything different. And that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say it out loud, but it's a fact. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, and it's honest and it's genuine, you know, because when I, when I think of like the psychology of it all, it's like a lot of people when they come to counseling and they get in, you know, they need help. It's because they haven't figured these things out that you're talking about. They they haven't become skilled enough to be able to apply what it, it whatever it is in their life that they're wanting to accomplish. And so they feel stuck and they feel like somehow you know, they're not good enough and they have low self-esteem and self-esteem issues. And all of this is because exactly what you're saying is that they haven't applied themselves enough to be able to accomplish those goals. Because once we apply ourselves, once we commit, you know, to that goal and we accomplish that, that's when we get the self-esteem. That's when we begin to say, oh, I was able to accomplish that goal. Exactly. And um, and it's the interest when I heard you talk, I was thinking like, this, I mean, this is, I wonder if this type of thinking that you have is, if this is the LA thing, like LA girl. Oh. Like, because it's like, when I grew up I with my godmother, she always taught me like the same skills. Like we're like go-getters, like mm-hmm. accomplish your goals, do what you need to do. You know, and I just feel like sometimes we just, you know, in certain regional cultures and African-American um, clusters, sometimes we don't have that mm. that insight that, you know, you see a lot of times in, on the West Coast and in L.A. And, you know, I wonder if that's our culture here, you know, 
That's you know what? It, it, it might it, it might be. Um, one thing I can say is that it's sink or swim here. You right. know, and that's a fact. And and you gonna sink or swim even on the lowest levels. You can be yeah. a raggedy dope dealer. You sinking or swimming. You know, you're gonna be out there hustling all day, uh, or you're not, and you're gonna be making the money the other hustlers making, you know, or you're gonna be the, the lowest one on the totem pole because you a sucker, whereas the one that's more courageous, he's gonna be telling you what to do. You see what I'm saying? Or you're gonna be thinking that you're running something and one of them youngers gonna come around and snatch you up. You know, so the re and I don't mean to go into that field. Right. <laughs> Right, but it's a good, it's a, it's a, it's a good analogy, right? It's an example yeah. of that. Like yeah, that, that's good. I, re I mean, because that's so important, you know, to life. That's important to like being happy, like happiness one on one, like being able to really commit to what it is that you want and not allow yourself to be distracted by it. Right. All the outside things, internet, the music the people and really focusing on that and spending your time in your moments doing that which you have set out to do that's like key like that's important right another thing too is understanding that happiness is not always this sort of like sparkly thing right you know, um happiness is contentment as well you know mm -hmm. um and being in a solid place um, mm -hmm. And so when you're doing what you're supposed to, there's sometimes so much joy mm -hmm. that comes out of accomplishing things that it's, it's almost, um, you can almost become addicted to it, you know, mm -hmm. just the feeling of it, um, the excitement that comes from it. You know, my husband and I, I remember at one point I used to feel like, you know, um, you know, going out and this kind of thing, you know, whatever, going to dinner was exciting and stuff. Now, I, honestly, I don't, we don't need to have these little dates. When we go to these business <laughs> events, I be hella like dressed up on one, like ready to go. And I, for me, that's like a date. You know, <laughs> I'm excited about going to them business events because to me, it's, it's so much more. You know, it's not just conversation over some dinner. Like we're not just giving somebody our money. We're about to go make some money. We're about to right. go build these relationships with these people that probably, some of them probably don't even know us. But we about to right. have conversations. We about to, at the end of this year, we're going to, um, we're hosting a huge, it's called Casino Night. And uh, we're hosting a bar and it's about 200 or so people that attend these, well, about 250 that attend these events. And we're going to host the bar. We're going to have our own um, wine glasses, you know, mm -hmm. little ones, big ones with our logo on it, you know, and that's, that's going to be so popping. I can't even wait. <laughs> I can't wait to go. <laughs> I know, right? And you can come because I'm telling you, I'm so super excited and just looking for glasses that are not that expensive saving money you know which most women don't think that sound exciting but when you're doing it from a business perspective and it's like oh well let's save some money but still get some nice glasses and let's get these right. logos on point you know and get these nice classy colors together it's it's really you it's really really the best feeling you know mm -hmm. um and just being in we pray a lot i pray a lot for sure um he does he probably doesn't pray like nowhere near as much as me i was just trying to make a sound you know like a <laughs> <laughs> well you guys are one so you pray enough for him okay okay <laughs> so yeah you know i pray a lot and especially in business i don't like to be stagnant um and so recently you know with the whole covid 19 well covid covid 19 yes yeah, covid 19 mm -hmm. with this whole thing um 
I just felt like we weren't growing and it was bothering me. Now, mind you, um, I'm saying this, but this mm-hmm. business we started, this last one was August, 2019. And so at mm-hmm. this point, we already have employees. We already have several accounts. And so for me, when I say, oh, well, it feels stagnant, it doesn't matter how far we've gotten. I ain't worried about that because I'm trying to go further. Right. So I say we ain't moving. That means we ain't did nothing. Ain't nothing else happened in the last couple of weeks. We didn't get a new account. We didn't get some more. Uh, and it's not even about the money as much as it is about the accomplishment. Like for mm. me, I just want all of it. I want all of it. <laughs> you know? And yeah. And so um, I have a friend out in New York that I talked to. She's very, very private, like super private. So I'm not going to say her name. <laughs> but um I called her and I was like, Yeah, you know what's going on? And she was like, Yeah, you know, things ain't one hundred, but I'm pushing through. And I'm like, girl, please, let me just hook you up on this game. So I told her what she needed to do to make her money. Now I'm every moment I get, I'm telling her what to do to make some money out there. And mm-hmm. she's going through every single process and she's gonna end up with more money than me because of the buildings <laughs> out there are bigger than the ones out here. You know, right. but the thing is, I told her, I can't wait till we end up having over 100 employees each and we're going to have a big, you know, convention or something where we can come together and be like, we some bosses up in there, you know? Right. And so for me, that's like, I'm looking forward to that day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really about just having something bigger than you, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, even in healthy relationships, you have to have something bigger than you. You know, I looked at, um, and tell me if I jump in here anytime, because I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um there, when i look at successful couples i see people that have constant projects you know um they've been married 20 and 30 years but they look like they've been together just you know for a few years because they super they're still excited about each other you know they still got mm-hmm. life in the relationship mm-hmm. some of these people head full of gray hair but they still got mm-hmm. a lot of energy and a lot of life um mm-hmm. they've traveled the world together literally within the last couple of years you know, mm-hmm. they literally are always involved in some sort of um, committee where they live, or they're always involved in some sort of project in the city, something that's important to them that's bigger than their relationship, or something mm-hmm. outside of just their interactions that's bigger than them. And so mm-hmm. for us, it's the businesses. Is they're, big, they're, they're, they're not bigger than us in importance and in value, but it's a focus that's so big, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that we're just excited about to where, you know, it, it's just like the glue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. That is exciting. Right. It reminds me of the complimentary couple. It's like you guys are doing stuff together mm-hmm. and making each other strong and you guys are doing stuff to make money. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. important. So you guys right now, you guys are in leasing or is that the business that you're working in? No, we have a management company, a janitorial company. And oh, yeah, a company. Okay, yeah. 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 So go ahead, girl. I, last time I talked to you, I was like, you got to give me some tips because I need to get in that. Let me tell you, <laughs> I absolutely will, you know, and the thing is that, you know, I'm, I'm going to always be 100 with, with somebody, you know, and because my, the thing is this, is is so much money out here to be made. It don't have anybody's name on it. Mm-hmm. And so the, the fact of the matter is either you're going to get it or you're not. You yeah. know. And and the thing is that if you choose not to, you're not just hurting yourself. But we have boys, and mm-hmm. I don't want them working for nobody. Period. Yeah. You know, when I went into different job, um, you know, different offices working, 
I made so many enemies. I had people mistreating me left and right. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and I ended up leaving them positions or they ended up finding me other employment because they knew, you know, they had to. You know, yeah. but at the end of the day, you know, I always was in a better position. My right. phase was always better. And so that's what I mean by being vibrant and, and living life. You know, when you do the things you know you're supposed to do, man, it's a certain level of like life energy that comes with that. Mm -hmm. And I much prefer that than to be, you know, dealing with some old foolishness, you know. That's right. and, so yeah. being an entrepreneur and working for yourself and setting that goal for yourself. Yeah. And I still, I'm still employed. I still work as a uh, property manager in the process. So I'd be pulling mm -hmm. my hair out left and right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And and, the thing, and, it, and I'd be frustrated sometimes without reason, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, having boys right now. Um, when I talk about pushing through, I'm not even just talking about it as if I'm someone on the outside looking in. Right. And, you know, my husband and I, we've been married for two years. We only had the management company when we got married. The other two businesses came after. And this business just started succeeding faster than the others. In the midst of that, we're pushing through to get that done. Um, mm -hmm. My sister passed away February 2019. We took both of the, um, the youngest boys. They're three and four years old. Immediately, my mind went into their future. So mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do? So my sister, she passed away. And not even a week later, I'm sitting inside the courthouse praying to my sister to give me strength to fill out this paperwork to keep these boys. So when mm -hmm. I say push through and manage your emotions, I'm really not playing. Mm -hmm. You better push through and you better manage your emotions, period. Mm -hmm. There are things that have to be done. And it has to be done because there's purpose for it to mm -hmm. be done. And when mm -hmm. you have a purpose for, it, for me, for these boys, then it's absolutely necessary that I mourn while also while also doing mm. I don't have time to mourn and be in the bed i have to go mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. mourn while i'm there which i did you know i cried and i filled out the paperwork i went inside and i did whatever we had to do and i left and cried back on home you know so the mm -hmm. thing is that you know you have to get to a place where irrespective of what's going on the power that lies within you and it's this is where listening to yourself comes into play. When you know how to listen to yourself, you get to a place where your voice, your inner voice does not have to be loud. Mm -hmm. My inner voice don't have to be loud and screaming at me for me to hear it. And mm -hmm. so I don't need a whole lot for me to just cut stuff off. So for me to be able to function under any circumstance and actually survive the worst time of my life is because I'm constantly listening to myself. I'm constantly mm -hmm. listening and hearing into myself. And what I learned is that there is something in us that no matter what's going on, you will always survive it. You have the potential to survive anything, but you mm -hmm. have to hear. You have to hear. And your, mm -hmm. what you're hearing is your, what I consider my highest self that mm -hmm. I'm always trying to become, you know, my spirit. Because I do believe that God is communicating directly to us through our spirit. Mm -hmm. And so when you're mm -hmm. listening to yourself and you're, at, you're also adhering to yourself, you're, I teach my boys, I'm not telling you to listen to me because I just need you to, you know, exalt me or something. I need you to listen to me so that when you become an adult, you know how to listen to yourself. Because at some point, I'm not going to be there in your ear. But you got to mm -hmm. know how to be in your own ear. You know, mm -hmm. and that's a lot of the problem. And so the point in all that is just to say under, you just have to listen to yourself. You really do. And I just, mm -hmm. I, I got it.
redirect. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that was deep. I mean, that's that's a great lesson, and I think all of us um, should learn. You know, we should practice. Even myself, like, it's such an honor to just be here with you and have this conversation because I mean, it's like you're speaking to me, girl. <laughs> well, I'm glad. You know, you yeah. know, and I and I hope that our listeners you know, and the archive people are listening and they can take the time to just write down, journal their goals, talk about it, imagine it, um, put it on paper, um, externalize it, internalize it, um, and make it real so you can be able to achieve those goals because the difference between people who um, have goals and people who don't is the imagination and you have to imagine anything that you want is possible so you know it was just a it was a great conversation <laughs> yeah well I appreciate you being willing to have the conversation as well because a lot of times I'm on here just face to the the monitor you know mm -hmm. and not communicating directly directly with anybody and I think more comes from having communication with someone and mm -hmm. so um I definitely appreciate it. I appreciate what you do, what you stand for, who you are. And so it's a privilege to be having this conversation with you as well. So we plan on doing this um fre frequently, not too frequently. You know, we both <laughs> have our schedules, et cetera. Um, we don't have a I don't think we discuss a set timeline. Um, but we do at some point want to have it live so that people could call in and we can answer questions or just talk to other people as needed. Um, but again, we're going to work those things out um, for the next time. And um, anyway, that's, that's all for me. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Peace, everybody.